Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. All right, guys. I'm so excited to talk to Christine today. I can't wait to hear how she created her brand and why she created it. What was that driving passion that made her because starting the business is not easy, but she could leave her faith. I can't wait to learn more about how she So my first question always is, why did you start your brand? What propelled you to take that hard thing? Thanks, Kristen. You know, when, when we've been asked that question at Noel, I, you know, it, it honestly just uh, throws me back to my childhood uh, of sitting in salons and smelling ammonia and, you know, seeing people doing their hair and and maybe sometimes not being particularly thrilled with the outcome, especially, I would say, as a Black woman um, who, you know, I would say has very tight curls. Growing up, you know, there was this look that was expected that was perceived to be, you know, the beautiful look or the good look. And the cost of that look was often copious amounts of times in the salon and using various types of chemicals to just, you know, straighten our hair. And and honestly, from about the age of eight, it, it just bothered me. And and I always wondered, is is this the is this the only way <laughs> to arrive at this this thing we call beauty? And so over the years, I I and my mom owned a few hairdressing salons, so I was, I was around here a lot. So got it. So you came from an entrepreneur. Your mom owned a few hair salons. That means it's in your blood. Creating is in your blood. It is absolutely in my blood. Can't help it. Even when I even when I tried to run away from this idea of entrepreneurship, uh, it would come back and bite me, right? And my mom was also a physician. So I was around health on the one hand, but I'm going to say I was also around unhealthy matters in the salon on the other hand. So it, it was a very strange juxtaposition. And... Uh, I then went on and studied chemistry and, and did a lot of research on uh, cancer. I'm a biochemist, a pharmaceutical chemist, uh, but always struggled with, with what was used to make hair care products. I just kept coming back to this world of hair. And so what drove, what drove not only myself, but my co-founder, Anne, to build this company was a desire to enable people, right, to to still attain that look that they aspire for, the beautiful look, but not at the steep price of their health. Because there are many products out there that are made with ingredients that we that we know are are unsafe, uh, such as 
you know, what we saw not too long ago with benzene, for example, and dry shampoos. So what drove us was to really make products that that have great performance, but that are also healthy for the individuals. We just don't believe in compromising, you know, one for the other. Yeah, I love that question. Or I love that statement. Because the question I often get is, if I use an all-natural, non-toxic product, am I going to give up it being effective? Is the mm. product not going to work? It's like mm. we think we have to have these toxins for efficiency, for it to be effective. So how did you mm-hmm. hold that line, non-toxic, being all natural and still being effective, still be able to do what you need the product to do? You know, I th- you know that's a great question, uh, Kristen. And I mean, what I would say is it's taken a combination, I would say, of research and patience and listening to what people are looking for and just continuing to iterate and iterate and iterate our formulations until we get to that point where we see the performance that people are looking for but still stay true to the integrity of of the ingredients that we use. And so, you know, there's there's that temptation, right, to to rush into the market with a product. And, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, for the longest time, uh, people have asked, why why don't you have a shampoo and conditioner? You know, and we said we're still working on it. It took us four years to put together our first product, which was our new well hair serum, because we wanted to make sure that it was a product that we could stand by. You know, it's it's a not only a moisturizer, but it's it's really designed to be a clean heat protectant for people who say want to blow out their hair or blow dry their hair. They really want to protect their hair, and uh, it took us many years to just research that, and we constantly iterated until we got to that point. And uh, we also uh, we, we've always said it's important to listen to what people are looking for and also listen to their feedback and be responsive to it. You know, so as we observed what was in the market and and also listened to what people were looking for, which was how can I get a clean, you know, X, right? How do I get a clean, whether it's a shampoo or a heat protectant or an eyebrow serum? And and we just tasked ourselves to, to work on it. And all of our formulations are in-house. I'm the chief scientist uh, for it. And I'm, I'm really excited when, when when we get to that moment, <laughs> when, when the feedback is, okay, now it has the performance that we desired. Oh, yeah, it's a clean product. It's hard to get there, but I don't know. I just always get excited when finally we've nailed it, right? But it takes time. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. My first question that popped in my head is, how could you afford to make a product for four years? The average company mm-hmm. could not do that. Um, so how, tell me a bit about, is your, your brand, your side hustle, mm-hmm. you still have a name nine to five, so it allows mm-hmm. you to have some ease and not rush the process of the business, because the business is not the main way you're bringing in money. 
So I'm curious, like, is this a side hustle and what is a side hustle too? Okay, wonderful. So certainly um, getting this started uh, absolutely uh, was a side hustle. I would say that the first four years of that research process uh, was something where both myself and Ann Cheatham, uh, my co-founder, we invested into, you know, we, we poured our money into it. We even took some of our 401k money and put into it. We, uh, you know, like many entrepreneurs who bootstrap, would look at our bills at the end of the month and say, okay, <laughs> we're paying our bills. And then all the extra money translates into uh, what we need to do to build this business. Um, Anne is a nurse anesthetist and current. I, I started off actually when we started this off, I was a college professor at Villanova University and I uh, left that and went into consulting and then in higher education, uh, specifically in, in STEM, in the science world. And uh, currently I'm a dean of STEM, but uh, also put a lot of effort into the business. And so both Anne and I, for many, many years, uh, invested in the business and invested in building a portfolio of products that we knew we could stand behind. And uh, I would say that it's only, so we started the company in 2015 and uh, officially launched the products, go figure, in, uh, in 2020 right when the pandemic was happening, March of 2020. <laughs> and uh, um, so it's been, it's been an interesting journey since then. Um, but we, we, we self-funded. And then last year, uh, did a small family and friends round. Uh, we have a couple of people who are now full-time. But both Anne and I uh, continue to have other roles that we engage in. But that's how, that's how we financed it. Yeah, I like that. That's beautiful. I kind of like what I'm hearing here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it wasn't mm -hmm. money that you were searching for that made you start your brand. Um, that was something deeper than that, that you were willing to pull from your safety net, pull from your 401k, our 501, I'm probably saying those numbers wrong, <laughs> mm -hmm. allowed you to pull from that to invent something else that you were trying to do. What was I think that's like that touching in a way that you were trying to solve this problem and solve this issue, and money or making money was not your key priority. Absolutely, you know what you really hit the nail on the head there. It, it really wasn't, you know, and and I would say that if making money was our key priority, we probably would have put product in the market a year in. Mm -hmm. It yep. probably would not have been the best product. <laughs> we probably would have compromised at this point on various things, uh, such as certain types of ingredients and things such as that. And, you know, what really drives us, right, I'd, I'd say at a fundamental level, is having healthy options mm. when we're looking at care. Health is a critical component for us. So like I mentioned, Anne is a nurse anesthetist. She lives in the world of health. I grew up around a physician and so on. Uh, my work, my research was in cancer and what causes cancer and how that can be addressed. 
So I'd say at a fundamental level, as founders, we, we've always been anchored on what does it mean to promote the best health that we can, right? And so when we step back and say, what are some of those things that we do in our everyday lives that can come and interfere with our health journey? We realize that a core thing that we do every single day is use hair care products that we don't always mm. know what's in them. And we don't always realize what their impact is. And so as especially as women and how I would say society has emphasized the importance of certain looks and things like that. We go above and beyond. We spend, as a collective globally, billions of dollars in the hair, in the hair industry. Yet, many of the products that we use actually have ingredients that nobody would want to touch, you know, who would want to touch benzene? Who would want to touch formaldehyde? Who would want to touch, you know, all these things? Yes, we put them in our hair. And so one can say, okay, I'm going to be a vegan. I'm going to exercise X number of times a week. I'm going to make sure I watch everything I eat. But if we don't pay attention to what we're putting on our hair and our skin, it can come and interrupt that journey, right? And so for us, a key driver is, how do we ensure that if we're going to play in this space, that we will be on the right side of that story, that we are on the side of positive health outcomes, no matter what. And Anne says this all the time, you know, she says, Christine, the last thing I want is for me to be working with a patient. And then I see their hair and I ask them, what do you use on your hair? And maybe that patient has cancer. And then they say, oh, I use Newell. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that you know, a situation. And so, <laughs> so you know, from a, from a very selfish perspective, we, we don't want to be on the other side of that story, that we are the company that has ingredients that make people sick. No way. We, we, we wouldn't continue as a company if, if, if that was our key tenant for us. So I know that was a long-winded answer to your question, but yeah. I loved it. I think that, kind of that commitment that we don't want to be a company that contributes to the problem. We want to be a company that's contributing to the solution of ensuring that our customers have access to products that are all natural and can aid in their journey to get healthier. I love it. Absolutely. And you know what I'll add to that is because of that, we're also very keen on paying attention to what's going on in our environment. And, you know, as part of our sustainability story, it's very important to us that we work closely with the farmers who produce the ingredients that we use. We are part of an initiative where we grow uh, trees in Western Africa as well as now in Eastern Africa. I'm originally from Kenya. And uh, it's exciting that year on year, the hundreds of thousands of trees that are being planted, you know, and so there's the environmental reclamation uh, component to this initiative. We do not want to be a part of the problem when it comes to environmental degradation. So we want to be a part of a solution there. Can we reclaim our lands? Can we be a, a, a positive influencer 
in in matters around climate, right? And then also, we are very mindful about our packaging. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot. I mean, we all, at least I think we all should know more about microplastics, right, in our environment. We do not want to be on the problem side of that. We want to be on the solution side. So we are very mindful of our packaging. Uh, our packaging is, is either glass or aluminum or paper because the recyclability is, is critical for the future of, of the society we live in and um, goes into that algorithm of uh, clean beauty. So I just thought I'd add to, I think, the very eloquent way in which you summarized um, why, we, why we are. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. wherever you are right now just take a moment to be being your awareness being your truth be in your wholeness allow yourself to show up as light dark and every shade of gray in between feeling your presence experiencing your truth Finding your breath. And instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement, and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. Now that we're back from meditation, my question that's burning is, what is your big vision for your brand? Where do you want to see it go? I want Noelle to do two things. One, I wanted to continue to be a positive disruptor in the hair beauty industry, where we continue to be on the leading edge of products that are ethically designed, that have the performance that people desire, and that are clean. It's important for us as a brand to remain innovative and creative in that sector. The other thing I want, which I would say is the bigger thing, is to be found in everybody's home. I want everyone using Newell. Because I know that Newell is a product that positively benefits everybody. Many times we've been asked the question, why are your products agnostic of hair type? And we always say that if we're going to approach this table from an equity perspective, certainly mindful that every hair type has its nuances. It's critical that at the beginning, when we are coming out of the gate, that we are serving that core issue around 
clean beauty. But anybody who wants an option with clean uh, products can get it regardless of their hair type. In the future, we will start to segment more. So I see Noelle being a brand that is in everybody's bathroom, in everybody's purse, in those hotel rooms where there's shampoos and conditioners, where we can have clean options for everyone. That's that's the bigger vision. I, I see it profusing this whole globe. And you know what? We're already on that journey. We're already in Europe. We're in Australia. We're in Asia. We're entering Africa. And, and it's happening. And I'm thrilled about it. Tell me more about this product that took you four years to develop. Describe it to me. Help me understand it. How can my customers use it? Like, talk more about the product. So let me talk about the Newell um, Hair Serum Moisturizer and Heat Protectant. The genesis of that product uh, was really, I would say, personal, not directly to me, but to Anne Cheetah, my co-founder. She used to use a lot of keratin in her hair so that she could have this straight look. And it was a beautiful look. Her concern was that by the time she was done with that, knowing that, again, she's in the health sector, she knew she had been exposed to multiple chemicals that she you know, would have known better than to expose herself to. And the other thing that she felt she was not getting by doing the keratin treatments at the time, was versatility because she naturally has curly hair. So what would happen is once she had that treatment done, she had to stay with that look until the keratin had, um, uh, you know, until the timeline had passed and then she could then go on and have this curly look. So she challenged me one day and she said, come on, Christine, you're a pharmaceutical chemist. You want to tell me you can't make something that... I can use in my hair and have that straight look, something clean and healthy that I can put in my hair after I wash my hair and have that straight look if I blow dry or flat iron. And then the next day, if I want to have curly hair, I can do that without being tied to a certain look. Christian, can you do that for me? So that's where that question came, right? Mm. And it started this journey. It started this journey of how do we make something that is clean that can be a heat protectant, that can allow versatility and also manageability, right? And that was a tall order. <laughs> and so it took, it took me four years, kid you not. It took me four years to work on that, you know? And, and, and it wasn't just her who we were, you know, so we had multiple, multiple people test this, people with different hair types, and they would come back and say, well, you know, I felt this is what I, this is what it looked like. And I said, what can we do to also make it easy to use? So to answer your question, wake up in the morning, we can wash our hair. One of the things that we do as a company is we do not believe in dilution of, of products just to bulk our, our product. So our products are concentrated. So for a person who might have, let's say, the hair is five inches long, they can wash their hair, take about four drops, three or four drops of Noel, put it on their hair, and then blow it out. It's as simple as that. It protects the hair, it moisturizes the hair, and the hair, the hair shaft actually continues to maintain its health. 
uh, another way in which the Newell hair serum is used is people can just put it on their scalp. You know, not everybody likes to put heat in their hair. So you can just put it on your scalp and then comb it right out. Or you can put it straight onto the hair and, you know, and um, just massage it in and uh, style the hair. So it's, it allows for a lot of versatility. And uh, and people who use Newell continue to come back and say that uh, it has really reduced the amount of time that uh, they have to take to either blow out the hair or flat, on their, flat iron their hair. But they also have this look that, you know, they they love that scrumptious look that we're looking for. As Anne would say, that beauteous look, right? Something that makes someone feel, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to walk out of the house today, right? So again, whether one flat irons their hair or they just put it into their hair to help with moisturization. And so I would tell anyone who wanted to use Newell, that it's it's a very it's it's a serum that one lasts a long time because like i said it's concentrated so you don't want to overdo it and we we love the idea that someone can have a, a little bottle of serum you know maybe 2 ounces and that it can take them for almost 2 3 months with them using it uh, i mean of course depending on how long the hair is um, using it almost every day and maintain that richness of, of their hair. So, you know, again, somewhat broad way of describing how it works and how it came about, but it, it really just started with uh, a challenge and, I don't know, I'm a sucker for challenges. <laughs> so when she challenged me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it kind of was developed from a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of like your niche. We found this this problem that we were trying to find a solution to. We wanted to find a natural replacement to kind of help um, keep protect our hair and allow us to straighten it out without damaging our hair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, I will tell you that that is the unicorn. One of the unicorns for our company is that's a product that continues to when you know awards um it's a it's a product that continues to it's really an anchor product for us has done very well in the market and and again it's not everyone who puts heat on their hair you know it it, it solves multiple problems it's I, i consider it a very nutritious solution to the idea of moisturization because the product has vitamins minerals antioxidants you know, uh, lots of a lot of ingredients uh, that are very beneficial to hair um, outside of, you know, just protecting it from, from heat. It's also very good in the summer. Um, if someone's going to be out exposed and, you know, in, in the sun and so on, it's always beneficial to have some barrier, right, between your hair and and the universe around you. So uh, a lot of people will use it uh, when they're going out in the sun in the winter. Um, also really good for swimmers. You know, people put it on their hair before they go in for a swim just to protect their hair. So there's lots of versatility to it. And uh, it ended up being a, a pretty nifty nifty product. And uh, it took us a while. After it was de- after after I finished designing it, we were like, oh boy, now what do we call this? <laughs> because it, it was doing a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, but the core 
its core role, I would say, is moisturization and heat protection. I love that's an interesting challenge. When your product does so many things, you're trying to figure out how to brand it and what to call it because it does a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's and I'll tell you that was such a challenge with our marketing team because <laughs> our marketing oh. team is like so now what do I call it <laughs> so that was it, it took us a while it took us it took us uh, I would say what half of 2019 to to really identify the best way to position it because previously we had positioned it as a natural serum but that was that was not enough, right? So we really have to come at it from the perspective of a clean heat protectant that moisturizes. So that's really what Noel Hair Serum is. What I love is that it embodies patience and taking mm-hmm. your time and not rushing. I think that the process we went through was we took our time to develop something perfect. We took our time to name it. And we often don't see very much of that in this world of people taking their time. So I, I'm having a lot of, I, I want to know kind of what gave you the, uh, the, the this faith to take your time and not rush in a world that's trying to rush everything. Mm. That's an interesting question. I think that's the first time I've ever been asked that. You know, um, I think that um, going through, during the time when I was doing my doctorate, uh, I think (laughs) that was a very humbling experience. And uh, it forces one to learn how to be patient in arriving at a solution. And doing research and continuously trying to arrive at a given solution or uh, identify that, okay, this doesn't work, my hypothesis doesn't work, that takes time. And and uh, that's kind of like the first thing that comes to my mind as I reflect on the question you've just asked. I think that um, muscle of patience that comes from doing research and iterating and reiterating until one arrives at a point where they feel satisfied, right, with with that product, it takes time. Mm. And I think yes. that whenever you're innovating, um, innovation always takes time. I think that society uh, sometimes looks at the finished product, but doesn't always realize how long it takes to get to that point. Certainly, in the beauty sector. Um, one can rush to make certain products. Like I mentioned earlier, we've been asked to do shampoo and conditioner for a long time. And we're like, no, we are going to wait until and keep working on this until we get to a point where we know that we have a product that will serve the very purpose, but that can still allow us to, (laughs) what I always say, sleep well at night, right? (laughs) So uh, I would say... That academic process has had an impact. I also want to say that for both Anne and I as co-founders, we have had very supportive families, and I don't want to dismiss the role that they've played in creating a space 
for us to to engage in this, right? So my husband's name is Charles, has just been such a champion. Um, and I would say my kids as well have been amazing champions. And uh, for Anne and her family, um, they've you know it's the same thing. We have both been surrounded by not only family but also friends who have uh, continued to to say it's important that we get to the best product we can we can make our advisory team same thing our marketing group same thing so i think we are in consistent we're in accord that's the word i want to use we are in one accord around the importance of developing products that we all can be proud of and if it takes a while so be it. we have to invest that I love that. I love that you made a commitment to invest in creating products that are going to benefit all of our health. And you did not rush that process. I also love how you connected to the the researcher's mind. The researcher is looking and searching and knows they cannot rush. I love that you introduced that in a space that's often overclouded by money and doing everything's quick to make the money. Like, no, no, we're going to take our time. We're going to slowly research and we're going to find the product, the ingredients that work the best to help us reach our goal. I love that. Absolutely. And we think we owe that. We owe that to our customers. I really believe we do. We do. I, I, I would want that. I would want to know that someone was mindful of mm. not my current, my future when they're putting things like these together. We want to know that the next generation and the generation after that is going to positively benefit from this, right? Rather than mm-hmm. rush to serve a given purpose now but that future generations might actually suffer. When we hear about women getting, you know, cancers because of products that they've used, that's a, a serious legacy issue, right? And so I I want and our company wants that future generations will be able to, to say that, you know, this is a product that we've used. My mother used it. My grandma used it. My dad used it. My great uncle used it. It was good for them, and it made them, it gave them the value that they were seeking, and we did not compromise on our health. We owe it. We owe it to our community. I know I want to purchase products from founders that care about their customers as much as you do. So thank you for creating products with as much intention and focus and care and love that you have. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at blkgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy black and live green.